Hi, hello, bienvenidos, y hola, welcome to the Not Last Podcast. I am your happy host, Andrew Neil Nunez. Thanks for tuning in, thanks for listening. I have uh, a good handful of things to report on this week. Um, I'm a day late because I... I'm, yeah, I'm one day late. One day late from reporting, um, but uh, that's okay. Forgive me for that. I have reason reason that I'll explain here in a minute, or a few minutes. Um, yeah, so welcome, welcome, welcome. I am recording this from an apartment up on the eighth floor in the very heart of Santiago, um, in just in the center of, of everything here in Santiago, Chile. Um and uh, I am here because my wife has arrived this morning to spend some time with me here in Chile. So that's pretty exciting. We're going to go do some fun things for a couple of weeks and um, yeah, and have, have a good time. So um, a little bit of a break from cycling. We'll do a, I'll do a little bit of racing while, I'm, while she's here. But uh, this will be a little bit more of a, of a kind of a vacation than anything else. But I've been training a lot, and, um, and let's get into that. So last week, I, um, I, what did I do? I trained a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I've been getting ready for this mountain bike race, the Copa Chile XCM, uh, XCM in, um, down south in Quillon, which is uh, about an hour away from from Concepcion uh, down in the, in the southern part of, of Chile in the Bio Bio region um, and um, yeah so I have been I have been there I have been prepping for that um, and I've been on the mountain bike a lot more so a little bit less on the road bike but the form is coming along pretty well feeling pretty good about things um, and I was talking to my coach. I had some really great conversations with my coach. It is, it is so nice. I'll tell you what. It's so nice and it's so, I think, important to... And you'll see this on, like, Instagram posts or, or you'll see it on, you know, on any inspirational, you know, social media page or inspirational message or anything. But it's like surround yourself with people. The idea, the idea around it is surround yourself with people um, that support you and, and lift you up. Um, and make a conscious effort to surround yourself with those types of people um, and not surround yourself with people who, who drag you down or who criticize you or who don't, don't actively support your, your dreams and ambitions. And so I have this group of coaches. I have these two coaches, and they are so deep in my corner. And it feels, I'll tell you, it feels so good. They're like, I am, estoy muy contento. I'm very, very content. I'm muy feliz. I'm very happy. I, like, it is the first time, maybe ever, no, that's true, the first time ever that I have had a coach, um, a coaching team that is just, they believe in me and they believe in what I'm doing. And they're like, yeah, you're going to see, see, you know, fitness and form that you've never seen before based on this level that you're training at. And it's like, Wow, really? Okay, all right. <laughs> so, I mean, part of it, I think they're blowing sunshine up my up my backside, but like, pff, I'll take it. It makes me believe in myself even more. And you know, you know, when when you can believe what you're doing is is la verdad, is the truth, um, then it uh, it it makes a big difference. So, yeah. So they really, really buy into what I'm doing. They, I'm I'm hitting my training like crazy. I am at my race weight. Um, 
I told you, uh, I mentioned a little bit, I think an episode or two back that I bought a scale to track my weight and I'm tracking my weight. Um, and normally I sit around 64 kilo, um, about 145 pounds ish. That's about what I normally sit at. I'm five foot 11 or 1.8 meters tall. Um, about 64 kilo right now. Um, after this race in Keon, I'm at like 61, 62 kilo. So like, um, I am, I am leaned out. (laughs) That is for sure. There's already not much to me, but there's even less to me now. Um, I am just, uh, I am on, on good form right now. And so we're going to let that sit and simmer and then start to build off of that. But yeah, so I've been, uh, and it's controlled. Like don't, if you're listening to this and you think, oh God, he's too skinny. Like this is, this is planned. This is like, I'm watching this. I am aware of this. I do this. I do this frequently. Um, I can only hold this form for a short period of time and then I have to kind of build back up and then I'll come back down and like this is this is cyclical this is a cycle so um, yeah but anywho I digress uh, like I normally do (laughs) Um, so I yeah I've been training a lot I've my coaches and I were talking you know we're getting we decided I'm going to race this three-day mountain bike stage race Similar to the Atacama Challenger I did back in November in the Pan American Championships um, in San Pedro de Atacama, but this one's up a little further north in Arica, um, which is right kind of on the beach, but in this kind of like Atacama Desert-esque type thing. So lots of sand, lots of tierra, um, uh, mucho arena, uh, yeah, so... So I will I will be racing in similar conditions to Atacama, which I, I I'm fairly conditioned to by now. So that that's exciting. But I want to make that kind of a redemption race, where I come into that with really good form and know what I'm doing a little bit more. I never know completely what I'm doing, but I pretend. Um, so I'll come into that with a little bit better form, and I will um, try and contest for for the podium um, in that race in the pro category. Um, so that and it's a UCI race too, and it's XCM. So it's it's XCM mountain bike race. So it's three day mountain bike race um, up in 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 the desert in Arica. So that's going to be my target. So all these races now are since I didn't make the Chilean selection this year for the Pan Americans um, games in Argentina um, because I'm not a sprinter, uh, which is okay. But I had you know good experiences. <laughs> no no hard feelings. Okay, maybe a little. But um, yeah, so I since I'm not I'm not qualifying for the selection this any anymore this year. Maybe later on, if there's other other events that come come present, I'll compete again. But I'll start to build for this target to try and try and be on point for Arica. So um, I was getting prepped to do this kind of as a training race, and so in Kion this uh, last weekend on Sunday, this last Sunday, and. Um, so I get through that and we're going to train straight through it. So I start to build up this really big block of training and it's like, um, it goes backing off from Sunday. So Sunday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday was a rest day. So Tuesday was three hours. Wednesday was three hours. Thursday was four and a half hours. Friday was three hours. Saturday was three and a half and Sunday was three and a half. So like I logged the hours this week um, and I felt it going into this race. I was tired going into this race. Um, 
so let's talk about this race. So, um, we, I, I, I looked around for, for some friends who were going to this race in Kion, and I had some friends who were leaving in the morning. So the race starts at 10. Um, Kion is four hours away, and we have to go get our race numbers, and we have to drive four hours one way to get to Kion. Um, and we have to pick up another uh, friend along the way. So call it four and a half hours. So we start at three in the morning. Uh, they pick me up at about 3.30 or 4, something like that in the morning. And then we get in the car and and they drive and they drive and they drive and they drive. And we pick up our, our other guy and we keep driving and keep driving and keep driving. We get all the way down there um, and we're pretty darn tired and we're, um, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of hazy. But we, we get into the race. We, um, we, what do we do? We doggedly like get our bikes ready and put our kit on and like we get there about an hour and a half before the race starts which is great so our timing was was really good but we um we we keep keep going and keep moving forward and then um we we go off and we set up with time we're set up with timing chips so so we cross the line and, and your your chip starts and it's it's two vueltas so it's two laps um, and each lap is about 30 kilometers. So it's a 60 kilometer race, which is about 40, I think like 42, 43 miles, something like that. Um, so it's not terribly long, but for Ekase Emmet, it's, it's a pretty, pretty good, good length race. But here's the kicker. So each lap has 1100 meters of climbing. So if you take meters and convert that to feet, you multiply by three, so a thousand meters is three thousand feet of climbing. Another hundred meters is another three hundred feet of climbing. So it's about thirty-three hundred feet of climbing per lap in thirty kilometers. So in less than um, what is thirty kilometers? Uh, in about twenty twenty-one miles, we have about. 3,300 feet of climbing to do. So that's a lot of climbing, which means that there's also a lot of descending um, for such a short lap. So it's like straight up and straight down and then straight up and straight down um, and a little bit of flat, like like the last three kilometers are like are flat to go to finish the circuit. So we hit this thing and we hit this thing full gas and I'm in the lead group and my goal is to just hit this as hard as I can and whatever happens, happens. Like I'm hoping for a, for a good result, but like this is just a training race and I know I just logged a ton of hours coming into this thing. Um, and so this is just to get more intensity in. And um, yeah, so we hit this, we hit the climb and at first it's, it's, it starts to, the gradient starts to go up and up and up and we're like, we're hitting over like, um, I'm in the lead, like I said, I'm in the lead group. So I'm, I'm not looking at my computer. I'm looking up and around to make sure I'm not going to run over anybody or get hit by somebody or get crashed out or anything like that. But every time, every every now and then, I can glance down at my computer and it's like nine percent. It's like okay, this is fine. On on the dirt, um, it's like this dirt road. It's like this access road is kind of what we're going through. And so we're climbing up this access road, and it's like nine percent, twelve percent. Okay, fine. Eighteen um, percent. It's like ooh, okay, yeah, that stings. But it's only it's only for like a few a few meters, you know, like like a minute and a half. You're doing this like eighteen percent gradient. And then you get over what you think should be like, okay, it should level off by now. 
and then it goes steeper. And so you're like 25% and you're like, ooh, that really stings. Okay, all right. And and you, it's so steep that if you lose momentum, you cannot get going again. Like you can't get back on your bike, so you have to walk. Um, and you're 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 at kind of this this impasse where you have to decide: is it more efficient to walk, or is it more efficient to pedal? Um, but then you have to get back on the bike after you after you walk. So like there's uh, there's there's a decision to make. Um, and so all of us, we decide, you know, it's more efficient to pedal, which I think it is. It's more efficient. There's less less force to pedal, um, uh, I would think. Maybe, I don't know, <laughs> depending upon your gearing. But um, there's also, I think, a pride thing of, like, I'm not walking in this race. I'm going to pedal as much as I can. So you pedal, 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 and it's like 25%. And I've, I've ridden 25% quite frequently. And it's, it's hard, but it's not undoable. Then we tip the scales over 30%. It's like, whew, yeah, that hurts a lot. Um, but hard, but not undoable. Like, I've, I've done this before. I can I can do this. And you just, you sit right on the nose of the saddle. If you sit upright to, like, keep your lungs open, your front wheel comes off the ground and you're going to tumble over backwards because your your body weight, your center of gravity is too high. So you'll, you'll literally flip over backwards. If you stand up, you lose traction on your back tire so so you can't stand so but if you lean up too far your front wheel comes off the ground so you have to sit down on the very like on the tip of the nose of your saddle and then bend over in half while your hands are in your handlebars almost like chewing on your on your handlebar like on your stem is kind of the position that you're at and everyone's doing this and so and we're doing this with like 35 45 rpms it's like a leg press it's like one two one two is kind of the cadence that we're pedaling at just to try and keep the pedals turning and get over this um because our body has kind of hit assist like a, a rhythm like it's it's hit it's hit a, a rhythmo um gosh i'm i'm forgetting the words in english now um it's it's hit a, um, a steady state that like once you find your rhythm or you find your cadence, like if so long as you maintain that, you can maintain a steady state for breathing and 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 muscle use and and and, and all this, and stay um, aerobic versus going fully anaerobic um, in, and staying out of anaerobic state. So so you um, you're pushing and pushing and pushing and we're pushing at thirty percent, and it's like oh yeah okay all right, uh, well it has to level off at some point. Like the trees don't get any taller, you know. That's one thing. When you're climbing, here's your pro tip. When you are climbing, if either hiking or running or biking, whatever, you're going up a ridgeline. If you look to see how much, t- like, where the trees are, as they're, if the trees are taller than you, like if they keep getting getting taller and keep going up, it's a good indication to let you know just how close to the top of the climb you are. Um, and so, in theory, I was um, getting to the top of the climb. And then it pitches over 35%. And I'm like, oh my God. And and all of us kind of get this like resounding oof kind of sound. Um, whether we say it outside or inside, it <laughs> depends on your personality. I said it outside. Um, and like, and it's just 35% gradient and it held it for like, I don't know. It felt like an eternity, but uh, yeah. So we get that, and then it when it levels off to like 19 or 20%, you're like, oh, I can shift down a gear. 
oh, this feels more flat, and it's like 16 or 15 percent, and you go, ah, yeah, okay, I can I can stand up now. Like suddenly your per, your forced perspective has changed completely, where where you've gone from like barely being able to keep the bike upright to if you were just out for a training ride and you hit 15 or 16 percent, you'd go, ooh, that's terrible. But now that we've had a taste of 35 percent, 16 percent feels almost flat. Um, and 9% feels like, well, I can I can do this all day long. So, yeah, that forced perspective is, is huge. So, yeah, so we do that. Um, and we climb and climb and climb and climb and climb. And then we get to these an- this group of antennas, like cell phone towers and antennas, which is this top of the top of the, the cerro that we were climbing. And then it's like, okay, well, here comes the descent. And I know, I know that this is where I lack in the realm of mountain biking, is I don't have the technical skill to descend really fast and really well. Um, So I try and make that up with my climbing ability, and I just take the descents really, really easy, especially on a descent that I don't know. I don't know how steep. I mean, I know I have an idea that if it's 35% up it's going to be somewhere in that range going down because we have to come back down the mountain now before we go and do it again and that's the thing is you get to the top and you're like oh my god i have to do that a second time um (laughs) and then it's like okay all right well let's uh now that i'm i'm bleeding out of my eyeballs let's let's get down this descent and not die so so i take these descents really really easy i pass a ton of people on the way up and i get passed by all these guys coming down because this is like their forte and that's not not mine um i just need more time and practice to and and you know maybe an instructor i need a teacher to teach me how to descend better on the mountain bike i just don't have the confidence on the mountain bike yet um because i haven't spent much time descending at that kind of speed um and doing this kind of technical stuff where it's like there's not really like jumps in in an XC, uh, cross-country mountain bike marathon race, XCM. XCO, cross-country uh, racing, usually has some like gaps or drops or sometimes some small jumps or, or boosts to hit. But that's not typical in, in an XCM race. So, um, but there are some, some small drops and some like big ruts in the road or like rocks you have to navigate and things like that. But do it at speed. And I just am not comfortable with that yet. Um, so, you know, I'm dragging my brakes all the way down. We're going down these really steep gravel roads. And like, and I know I'm dragging my brakes and I hear people come up and they pass me and they blow by me. And I just have to let them go and stay patient and stay calm. That's the thing is like, in in any race in any of these bike races like a huge component of that is being able to manage your emotions because the moment you get passed by this like group of like four riders that you've like fought to stay ahead of and it's like oh god like i did all that work for nothing oh god i just can't like so the moment you start to work yourself up around this and the moment you start to like circle the drain um to the pit of despair around all this you like you lost you lost it completely and it's really hard to get your mental state back on track and so you just have to trust that well they had to work really hard up that climb if not harder than you did um and this is just them coasting downhill and they just have more technical skill so let them have more technical skill but i also know that i'm that right now i'm the 12th best time trialist in the country in chile so there's only 12 guys theoretically who are faster than me and none of them are here so i will use that to my advantage and i will use my time trial ability when it gets flat and and my climbing ability for when it goes uphill and i'll i'll claw them back and sure enough 
every time like they would they would be gone they would just blow my blow my doors off on the descents and i i wouldn't even see them anymore and then we'd get on the flats and they would be exhausted and and i would blow by them and then i would get up the climb and i'd get over the top of the climb and they wouldn't see me because i'd have enough of a gap over the top of them um, to descend carefully on the second the second vuelta and then and then time trial for the rest of it so it's not like if i could improve my descending skills i think i would be a pretty lethal competitor in ekasem so that's that's the next thing to work on is my descending skills um, because that's where I lose the most amount of time in a race on on the road. I'm fine, but there's there's just I don't have the confidence on on the mountain bike and going downhill. At you know I can I can go I can hit 60 miles an hour on a road bike into like a hairpin corner, you know, stomp my brakes and like like fly around the corner and then pin it all the way downhill. Like I am so comfortable like banking into corners and leading into them, but take me and put me on like a gravel descent at 30 miles an hour and like and I lose myself like I lose my mind I'm I'm it's scary like I feel like I don't have traction I don't know how to handle myself put a corner in there and I'll I'll you know almost get off and walk or put like some rocks or some deep ruts and it's like and I have a full suspension bicycle too <laughs> like uh, with cush core tires with you know uh, with cush core tire liners like foam insert tire liners on like a full carbon mountain bike and carbon wheels and you know nice tires and like and everything but I just don't have the confidence um, so I just need more practice I guess but um, but I'm getting there so so we get down there and we get up the second uh, Vuelta and and by now I know what to expect and and I'm, I've hit a rhythm um, because everyone's so spread out like we're not riding in groups anymore most of us are riding solo um, and so I was just I just told myself once I got to the start of the climb the second time I was like just stay your rhythm and ignore everybody else so I did that and I passed everybody on the climb and I just kept passing and passing and passing I lost contact with the lead group but um, I just kept going and going and going and going and I would find somebody and they'd be complete like they'd be way up the road and I you know and I just tell myself like maintain mantener 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 um, and then the other thing I I had written on my top tube I write in electrical tape notes and I tape them to my top tube so I wrote two vueltas um, 30k each um, thousand one thousand one hundred feet or meters of climbing per lap and then I wrote um, fast and fun to say go fast but have fun and then my mantra for the day was creer and the, the word creer is to is to believe and so it's like I just kept telling myself creer 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 um, so believe 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 um, and go fast and have fun but don't die um, <laughs> because that's also a good thing not to do because I, I have other plans to do after after this race so thankfully I didn't die but um yeah, so I get get through that, um, get through the second climb, and and get a good gap over the group, and be able to hold. I only got passed by uh, one, no, two guys on the descent, and then I knew that it was going to flatten out for the last f- few kilometers, um, and it was a little bit of a variation on the way back in to the for the final run in, um, so it added like an extra three kilometers onto that. So I had about eight kilometers of flat riding on gravel road to do with one stream crossing. No, there were one, two, 
three stream crossings to do and you're not expecting them but next thing you know you're you're pedaling through water that's up to your um to up to the middle of your thigh or up to the middle of your calves and you're like oh this is great cool yeah now my feet are soaking wet and full of like rocks and mud and stuff but you know that's that's mountain bike racing i guess um so i um yeah so we get onto the flat part after the descent and i'm just like all right let's uh let's sierra la puerta and that means shut the door so i i just t- keep telling myself i'm like creer sierra la puerta sierra la puerta shut the door shut the door and in my mind that's like all right like let's go home let's package this up and let's let's get out of here kind of kind of idea so um empty the tank to the line is is the is the idea the concept so um yeah so i i time trial it and i and i catch these guys and pass them and they are they have no hope of getting on my wheel or sitting with me so that felt great um and uh and so i just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and i get to the line and i cross the line um and finish the race so that was great and everyone everyone cheers and and uh my sister and my niece uh live in concepcion so they were about an hour away so they came up and saw me which was super cool to have them at the race i saw them right before i went off and then they were there taking videos and photos of me at the finish and yeah it was no it was great it was really really cool but um yeah so i uh i i get across the line i find my my um mis amigos my friends um to see how they go and uh two guys so moises and hugo um and moises is on great form like this is his discipline is is um cross-country marathon he's such a good racer um and so he won the overall he first place in the pro men and and he won the overall classification and then Hugo is his training partner, and he took second. So they came in one two. Um, so they just had a they had a great day on the bike, um, and uh, and that was that was super awesome that that um, to be with the ganadores, to be with the winners, um, and hang out, you know, and, and do all that, take photos of them on the podium, and and all this stuff. So so that was super cool. I ended up what I thought when I got my result. Um, you can go to this to this table and. Um, and there's a guy there and you give him your race number and he prints out your ticket that has your result on there and it's great so like he's just constantly printing out tickets for everybody who wants who wants who gives him a race number wants results so um and it's super fast because of the chip timing so they can instantly give you give you uh give you results which is awesome so anywho i uh, get my result and i'm i'm 26th overall and i was like oh, okay all right there were a couple hundred competitors there and it's like all right well that's that's a pretty good result. I'm happy with that. And I'm fifth in my category. Um, I couldn't race pro men because of my age. I had to race masters. Um, when I subscribed to the form uh, online to register for the race, um, because I was born, because of the year I was born, I was only allowed to race masters. I couldn't race elite. Um, so hopefully I don't get a fine for that, but we'll see. But uh, I took fifth in in the category in in master a masters a so like the top masters category so i was happy with that that was great great for a training race um then uh we load up in the car we package up um do the podium ceremony load up in the car and then drive the four hours back um from keon back to drop off moises in san fernando 
and then um, Hugo and I drive back to Rancagua and he drops me off at home. We get in. There were lots of accidents on the road and tons of tons of, of tacos of cars on the road and we um, we we get back around 12:30 or one in the morning. So it was a long, long day, uh, very long day. Um, the next morning, I um, I get a message from from Moises and from Hugo that um, you know they sent me a couple of photos of some photographer photos of me of, of on the race, which is super neat. Um, and uh, you can see those on my Instagram page if you'd like. Um, and uh, yeah, and then they they sent me the updated results and I ended up fourth in the category which is even better than fifth and I I just barely missed the podium for third so like I was I'm you know and this this is why this is why you always push right to the line always 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 even if there's no one around you this is why you always push to the line because I just barely missed out on third but had I not I probably would have stayed fifth and it's like okay well that was worth it for me. Like I'm out here to race, so so let's race it. Um, so yeah. So there's your other pro tip, amongst many. But um, yeah. So ended ended well. I was very happy with that. Even more happier with a better result. Um, and uh, not bad for my second ever cross country marathon mountain bike race. My first one was the Atacama Challenger in the Pan American Championships, where I took tenth in the general classification in the pro men. So I mean that was an amazing result. I was over the moon with that, um, and now I'm now I'm fourth in 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 this race in a Copa Chile race. Um, I I am trending in the right direction. I've had um, so far. I've been twelfth in the national championships in the in the time trial. I was second in the Chrono Challenge um, in Santiago. I'm fourth here in. Um, in the Copa Chile XCM mountain bike race, um, like I, it feels good to finish in in the top group um, consistently, and I think that's one thing I know that I'm good at is is being consistent in my in my results and re- consistent in my in my um, training, and and it starts it's starting to show, and it's like another indication that like this dream is still alive, that this is this could be a reality. Um, this could be my reality, um, and if you're following along, this could be well in part your reality too. I think that like, you know, I I might actually get to pull this off. S- jury's still out on that, but but we'll see. Um, yeah. So so after key on the next day, I I clean the house and do all the dishes and wash all the clothes and and sweep up everything and get ready. And now I yesterday I took a bus to Santiago and checked into the airbnb and this morning i i collected my my wife from the airport and uh had a little food she just took a shower and now um we'll see if she wants to she's too jet lagged to uh to go out for the day or if (laughs) she's pumping her arms up in the air or if she's uh she's ready to to go for an adventure in santiago um so this will be a couple days off the bike I'll report on this here uh, later. You can follow along with me on my athlete page, uh, Andrew underscore Neil, N-E-I-L-L underscore Nunez, N-U-N-E-Z, um, on Instagram. Um, 
You can connect with me on a couple different ways. You can connect with me on my coaching page if you're interested in learning learning about training programs and learning about uh, about um, either being coached or I'm also starting to put up some pro tips and tricks and things that I've learned along the way. Um, you can do that at coach underscore Andrew Nunez, N-U-N-E-Z. Um, give this a like and a rating on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts uh, would be most, most appreciated. You can um, also support my podcast and you can support this dream either with... Um, with a, a nice rating and sharing to your friends or I love coffee and bags of groceries and new tires for my bicycle um, because I'm wearing tires out like crazy um, and brake pads I could also do for some brake pads but um, you know uh, any any and all financial support is most most appreciated I'll include my Venmo handle um, and and email address in the show notes and uh yeah, I'm so always so grateful that all of you follow along and listen to this podcast and my ramblings for half an hour, an hour, an hour most. That's my limit for recording this for free. So you'll you'll only ever get maximum of an hour before you have to before I have to shut it off. So at least you're you know that. But um, you know, I uh, I'm I am also always looking for new sponsors. If you have a business. If you know somebody who has a business, if you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who maybe has a business, um, who would like to build a relationship with me as an athlete or as a coach or both, um, I I would love to hear from you and love to talk and love to connect and see see what I can do to build a relationship with with that organization. Um, I know it's. I know it goes both ways, and and I'm fully aware of that. And I'm happy to use, you know, if our values align, I'm happy to use my what small platform I have to to help spread the word and the good message about your your business and organization. Um, I have some sponsors right now, and I'll I'll thank them. I'll thank Road ID um, for providing me with with um, um, the peace of mind that I have with me all the time. That I'm when I'm training, when I'm racing. Uh, when I'm walking around town, I've got my emergency contact information on my wrist all day long um, in a nice, stylish kind of wristband um, that uh, doesn't look like a medical bracelet or anything like that. But uh, but it's more of a fashion piece than with in- critical information for me. So it's peace of mind. So I always have my road ID. Um, siempre. Always, always. Um, my other sponsors that, that give me product... Uh, our Cush Core, they give me tire liners. They're some of the best tire liners that protect my tires um, from rocks and bumps and things. Um, they add minimal weight, but they they really add a lot of extra performance. You can run lower tire pressures. Um, Stages Cycling, they they offer discounts for uh, for high quality. I would argue some of the best um, power meters on the market. And um, and Archer Components, they um, they have this wireless shifting for the masses is kind of their their idea um, that you can add wireless shifting to any bicycle that you want um, road bike mountain bike doesn't really matter um, it's it works with any derailleur in any system any one by system so a single chain ring in the front and however many gears you want it's programmable on an app it's super easy it's super reliable 
80 hours of runtime on the batteries. They just go forever. Um, virtually waterproof. I just, I, I'm putting mine through the ringer and I have put mine through the ringer over and over and over again and it just keeps taking the hits. Um, these Archer components are just so, so good. Um, and they provide me with with um, a shift system is what they do. Um, yeah, so there's some shameless plugs for things. Um, once again, thank you all for tuning in. This is this is my adventure and my journey and my my hope that someday I will be able to qualify for the Chile national team and represent Chile in the Juegos Olímpicos in 2024. So we'll see what happens. Um, but the dream is still very much alive. And I think that is uh, super cool, super inspiring, um, terrifying too, you know, um, I, I read, I'll leave you with this last little bit, uh, like I always do is, um, or try to do in inspirational or emotional, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but, um, that, uh, there was this reel on, on Instagram the other day and it was saying that if you, what was it? I'm paraphrasing. I can't, I don't remember it exactly. So if, if you quit something, there is a hundred percent chance that it will never happen. 100% chance. If you decide to quit or give up or stop whatever you're doing, there's a 100% chance that it will never happen. But if you decide to keep going, there is even if, even if it's a 1% chance or a half a percent chance, that's still better than a 0% chance of it never happening. And it's like, huh, okay. That hits home. That hits pretty hard. That I'm going to keep pursuing this until there is an absolute 0% chance of this happening. And hopefully, by the time we reach the qualification criteria for the Olympics, I will have met that criteria. But if I give up now, there is a 100% chance that that will never happen. So I'm not going to give up. I can't. It's not in me. And I hope it's not in you either with whatever your um, uh, <laughs> metas, uh, metas, uh, metas, goals. <laughs> uh, this is the bilingual part that I think it is slowly taking over. And it's great because I'm having a hard time remembering some words in English. Um, whatever your metas are, whatever your goals are, it's like, don't stop. Don't you give up on these. Because the, if you do, there is a 100% chance that you will never reach them if you quit. And even if there's a half a percent, it's still more than nothing. So we keep going. Siempre. Always, always, always. Siempre, siempre, siempre. And my other mantra is poco a poco, little by little. Poco a poco, little by little. It's just we keep going a little bit by a little bit by a little bit. And each day... Maybe it's better. Maybe it's worse. Doesn't matter. But we just keep going. So I will leave you with that. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. I'm going to go do some adventurous stuff here in Santiago. Uh, follow along. Contribute. Support. Give me a five-star rating on, on my podcast reviews. Um, help this thing along. And um, yeah. 
I hope you are all wonderful and well, and thanks for listening. This is the Not Last Podcast, and I'm your host, Andrew Neil Nunez. Until next time.